0: Folks, grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies present Tales of the Trophies, the Big Ten's greatest rivalries. I'm Mike. With me, as always, EJ and our good friend, Whiskey Tang Joe. What's up, fellas?
1: What's going on? Hey, what's going on? For all the uh, listeners there that couldn't see me, I just did a nice little uh, slide into to view. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our own
0: personal style. Chris Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I am fresh off of a nice little vacation. Uh, didn't see a lot of college football this weekend. Uh, did some, uh, did some research. We went to, uh, to Maine, Maine is not a notorious, uh, town for college football. They have great hiking, great, uh, town state, great hiking, great beer great food scene, but just none of the breweries had like college football on. So I'm going to rely on you guys a lot. I did. I have some thoughts. I went back and reviewed some things. So I have thoughts, but I'm going to rely on you guys a lot to, to kind of catch me up on the weekend. Uh, but also I am, I am like salivating looking over at my drink right now. So can we, can we, can we get into that right away? Cause it looks incredible.
2: Let's do it. So on the docket this week, we've got, it's not completely tied to Minnesota. There is some some uh, some relation here. It's called the bootleg, and this is a cocktail that's basically like a spiked lemonade mojito. Um, and I don't really have too much based on why it's connected to Minnesota. It's it's apparently their signature cocktail, but also uh, it said it was a prohibition era um, cocktail that they they made, and it has uh, multiple ingredients in it. That I'll get into, but those are, are meant to mask the, the booze taste and smell during Prohibition. So that's kind of all I got for the history, uh, but let's get into what it is. So the ingredients are two ounces of bootleg mix, and bootleg mix is half a cup of lemon juice, quarter cup of lime juice, quarter cup of agave nectar, or you can substitute with something else that's sweet, like a sugar, uh, like honey or something I, else. I six, did similar.
0: honey. Yeah, okay, I did honey.
2: And then you're gonna want two tablespoons of mint. So those are your ingredients, and there's also some variants that I've seen that you can use frozen, uh, like a canned frozen lemonade or or some like limeade to use. We didn't oh, do that. that. I don't really know if any of you guys did. I didn't, but that's another option that I've seen pretty popular uh, in these drinks. So how you make it is you're gonna take these drink that take the blend. So you want <clears throat> the lemon juice, the lime juice, and then your mint, and you're gonna put all of that. And, and your sugar, right? And your agave. Yep. Yeah. Put all that into a blender, blend it up with some ice. And then you're going to have, that's your, your bootlegger mix. So you take that mix, pour that over ice, and you're going to want equal parts, liquor, and then club soda added to it. Again, with a club soda, you can kind of substitute with, I don't know, Sprite or. or
0: I did seltzer. So like yeah. Any of kind of seltzer. seltzer yeah. Maybe a,
2: an alcoholic seltzer. If you want to really <laughs> double down. <Like> booze <laughs> uh, it up. So that's it. Yeah. You just, and then you just pour it over ice and, and you're good to go. It does say it should be served with the straw because you've got the mint, the the finely uh, chopped up mint in there. Yeah. So I'll now that we're showing, I believe we're showing this one on YouTube too, right? Yep. The video. So I'll, I'll go ahead and show it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but my light is, uh. A little bit better this time you're
0: glorious man yeah, Studios you some like like trying to be anonymous mine is worse i i i had to shift locations
2: so we'll that post pictures was, but oh, uh, was, for anyone that's that can see us this is the uh this is what mine looks like kind of like just
0: like the recipe picture dude
2: that's that what are going good. for and yeah. i will say she's not gonna be happy uh my wife anna helped me with it and she well she made it for me She opened the club soda and I was like writing down notes and stuff for this. She opened the club soda and it went everywhere in the kitchen, all over the phone. Same thing literally
1: happened to me. I just bought the club soda today (laughs) and wasn't even thinking because it doesn't look like it's like I didn't shake it or anything all over. That's why I was like down here.
2: And I, I did forget to mention too with this drink uh, like the other substitutes, it can be made with gin, vodka, or bourbon. So I went with bourbon. Um, I don't know if you guys did the same, but yeah, going with yeah. our theme of same, whiskey, yeah. I went with the bourbon. Um, but again, you can go with the, the generative vodka. If that's what you're.
0: We for divorce women on diets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if you guys are ready, let's give it a try. Cheers, boys. Cheers.
1: You like my manly straw? Oh.
0: I don't have oh, a yeah, cute straw. I I'll have a straw. Um that's super refreshing. I um whenever we were in Maine we had um uh blueberry lemonade like fresh blueberry like Maine notorious for blueberries not college football. They like ground them up and uh put it in a lemonade and it was delectable. And uh so I was really craving this and it's really good. Um I like the mint it, it definitely adds something to it. Like lemon and mint slept on combo and i like this a lot
2: so uh, another part of the straw i forgot to mention you're supposed to you don't really shake it's not shaken it's not really anything until you put that uh the liquor and everything the mix in you use the straw to stir it up so that might yours might be a little different mike you might get some yeah. kind of different flavors as you go and but
0: yeah i i gave it a little i gave it a little swirl as yeah a, you as can see through. all the chunks yeah. and
2: everything when you mix it up it's it's got a lot packed in there yeah so it's yeah. It's, it's, it's good Yeah,
1: I definitely, uh, I I used, I didn't have any bourbon, so I'd use a rye and the mix definitely, I can see uh, why they wanted to use the mix during prohibition because I feel like it definitely does kind of take the smell away from the alcohol and, and a little bit of like that really heavy bite.
0: Well, and mint is like notorious for its smell too. So like you can't get, I mean, I, I mean, I made mine strong, so I get like a little bit of the bourbon on it, but yeah.
2: And, and it makes it kind of it, it's more of like a lemonade. That's what I get when I, I smell it or drink it. I get like that lemonade, like citrusy yeah. sour, but that's that's the kind of drinks that I like. Uh, my favorite drink is the caipirinha. I don't know if you guys have had that. I know I think oh. I've made it for EJ before. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, Wait, heavy uh,
2: on the lime. It's yeah. got uh the Brazilian, it's kind of like rum. It's called cachaca. I'm probably butchering that, but it's uh it's pretty it's similar to this, very sour and it's got lime in it.
0: I drank a ton of that when we went to Costa Rica uh mm-hmm. for our honeymoon and i drank so many guaparinas <laughs> like it was it was delicious they made it out of like uh
2: it was close to
0: i it was their closest thing to like a whiskey that they make there because it's uh made from cane sugar. I assume that yeah. it's yeah 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 that it's one, hard to oh.
2: find here you don't especially good ones. The best one I had was in Portugal and we went back multiple times. Uh I was there with two buddies and it was just so pulpy and and very thick. Yeah. Uh, you had like a like a double straw because it was so like thick and, and hard to drink. It was delicious. But yeah, we'll have to make one of those one of these times. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should. We should.
1: Well, let's uh, let's move into this is great. I, I love the drink. It's uh, the bootleg also, as you know. Yeah, uh, a, a, a definitely a
2: play. Yeah, on I forgot to mention that part, the bootleg. Uh, bootleg so that's play, what so. I
0: thought. I didn't even take it to prohibition. I just yeah, was bootlegger. like thinking about yeah. Big Ben. Falling on the ground, trying to bootleg. Trying
1: to trying to now. naked bootleg too.
0: He was even trying naked bootleg. He was just trying to pass. The just morning. trying to run. God, I'm not. We're starting.
1: All with right. Well, why don't we get into our uh, college football recap from this last weekend? Uh, there's there was a lot going on. Uh, next weekend, there's even more going on. So why don't we uh, transition into that? So recapping the Purdue Cannon. So that's the uh, the trophy we talked about last episode and honestly for me the game didn't disappoint from the standpoint
0: of a close rivalry game um yeah and that was one of the few games i actually got to watch because like i said when we went to these breweries there just weren't like tvs in general i don't know or betting people, people in may <laughs> so yeah there was no betting thank god we'll get to that but um <laughs> No, the one uh, place that we went to did have TVs. And right in front of us, we just sat down and it was on commercial. And then the Purdue-Illinois game happened to be on. I'm like, oh, look at that. All the games. I, I, I know. But that was my first thought because when we got there, it was 6-6. And I was like, wow, it is definitely, as far as a rivalry game goes, you're right. Close game. Like, it wasn't... Um, the most exhilarating football because it's not like it was even like a, a defensive battle. I just think that those teams are both not like, uh, see, I would scorers. give
1: no, but I would still give some credit to the defenses. Cause you can still make, be a bad defense and make a bad offense. Look good. Yeah,
2: give up a good, a big play, a especially like, a pick six yeah. or a fumble that's taken to the house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. No, I, I actually, my, my notes here is I, I thought the defenses played pretty great. Again. Like I think a part of it was the, The weakness of the offenses but at least they did their jobs and both teams were were uh get sacks tackles for losses um i thought both teams or both defenses looked great uh i also made a note here that that illinois kicker was as stephen a smith would say is a bad man because in college football um which baffles me there are way too many programs that don't have kickers like real kickers
0: right Alabama like, was one of them for years
1: right it, it's crazy to me and Illinois had a kicker that was capable of kicking in the 40s and the 50s like and that's especially in college football and if your offense isn't any good like that's very valuable and I thought he looked great Oh, so yeah so you're I think like was... a
2: 40 yarder should be pretty pretty standard for college level uh, I,
1: I think once you get to 45 it's yeah. sketchy yeah it's I you mean you don't know what's going
2: to happen 40 to
1: 45 on some programs. I'm, I would even say like Michigan State's kicker, for instance. Like, I mean, he's solid uh, below 40. But after 40, I mean, it, it can be it a little up. sketchy. And then after 45, I mean, it's almost just uh, – might as well just go for it at times. So. And
0: I did, I did love during the game how we got a couple of shots. I texted you guys whenever I was at the bar. A couple of shots of the cannon there, like the yeah. Illinois players holding it everything out. That was so damn cool that they included that in the broadcast.
1: Yeah. No, I thought that was awesome. Um, for, you, for those of you that didn't catch it, the game was very close. Uh, it ended up coming down to Illinois, having the ball in the waning, uh, in the waning seconds in uh, plus territory just outside of the red zone with a chance to win it. And they definitely had a, a one shot in particular, I think it was the third down play where he, uh, Peters, uh, the ex-Michigan um, quarterback, mm-hmm. just missed him. He had his guy would have, would have went for glory and just, just overthrew him. Um, and then, you know, the fourth down play was, uh, pretty terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> why he's not at Michigan and at Illinois.
2: He had some injuries too, that I think factored into that even this year, I think he was out with a concussion for a game or two.
1: Yeah. I think the first game uh, against yeah. Nebraska, I think yeah, he, he was knocked out, knocked out of that away. one. Yeah.
2: And in Michigan, he, he had a few different injuries that, that didn't, uh, didn't help his career there.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately it came down to the team that scored a touchdown and in this game, it was Purdue that that ended up getting the touchdown um, in early in the fourth quarter. And that uh, proved the difference. So um, and then, yeah, kind of like Mike mentioned, it was really cool uh, to see, especially at the end of the game as well. Uh, the Purdue players having the cannon off of the holster and, and it doesn't look like they were aiming at anyone, but they uh, definitely had it uh, in hand which is when they got in the say. locker
2: room. You know, they were. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So moving on to some of these other games. Uh, so two, uh, we'll just tackle two close calls here. Um, and it's two teams that we're pretty familiar with and both Michigan and Michigan state had closer <clears throat> games than they should have.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I You've probably got something to say about your team. I've got something to say about both. Um, Let's hear. Watching both. I did catch both games. And when I was watching them, I just kept thinking, this is that meme of the three different Spider-Mans like pointing at each other. (laughs) Like they're the same team at this point. Like both have super strong run games. Uh, Their defenses can be solid, but aren't always. And I looked at the stats and I I knew Michigan was, was clear as day. They didn't score at all in the second half. It was 23 at halftime and they didn't put up any points in the second half. That's unfortunate for sure. And then I looked at the Michigan State stat line and it wasn't the whole second half, but I think it was like was it quarter one and three? They didn't score at all. So it's like these these teams are so close. Like oh, it was stats worse than and that. It, what's that?
1: It was worse than that. Oh, I can go over that. It, I thought they only. I thought they
2: just, scored in the second and fourth. They did. Well, and then but overtime. not
1: it, it wasn't the offenses.
2: Oh well, scoring, scoring, but still, like the team as a whole wasn't putting up points in two quarters, and that's a problem. Like going forward, you need to consistently score, even in three, hopefully four quarters. So. Uh, I see these teams as, as very similar, very strong run games. And it's going to be interesting once that Paul Bunyan comes up.
0: You know who else didn't score in the second half, which uh, I was catching up on games and just like reading how things happen. I didn't realize that Oklahoma state who upset, upset Kansas state, which this goes into, it's a good thing I couldn't bet because I absolutely would have taken Kansas state in this game. Um, they didn't score in the second half at all either and the game was in Stillwater I was like holy cow like that's for you know I love betting on big 12 overs and I love betting on Oklahoma State I feel like Mike Gunday just has that program they're always gonna be over but the fact they didn't score at all in the second half that was crazy I could I didn't realize it was the same with Michigan
2: yeah they they got shut down and by Rutgers like chiano's got that program
0: yeah i don't i yeah. i bet rutgers and again we talked about this a little bit joe like yeah. i have been every week i bet rutgers to cover and that's gone well and then anytime michigan was a double digit favorite like around 20 i bet against them and they've covered yeah so this week i text you i said well i'm not betting it but if i were no jinx i was gonna take well I mean, yeah, I said I was going to take Michigan to cover. I'm glad I didn't because they didn't cover. But, I mean, I yeah. th- I did think they were going to win. But Rutgers has, like, a really good team. So, uh, even though I was planning to take them um, to cover just because, you know, I felt like I didn't want to miss out again. Like, sure. it, it was it was a real dichotomy. It's like the two teams that have been so consistent for your betting in the first mm-hmm. couple weeks. It's like.
2: Yeah, they're playing mind games with you.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. I was going to say my perspective of both
1: games because I, I caught some like extended highlights of the Michigan game. I, I think it, at least I can speak for Michigan State. You know, obviously being 4-0 is beyond what people could have expected in Tucker's second year. And I think all of us expected a game that they were just going to scuffle. Right. And they're probably still going to lose to maybe like a Rutgers or just a game that you don't expect them to lose. I think if they're, it's still bound to, obviously this was slated to be the game uh, and they were fortunate enough to, um, to have, you know, some really good play at the end, but Joe, to what you were saying, um, it was worse than what you even could imagine. We only had 14 total yards in the second half in offense and only one yard in the fourth quarter. Hmm. So, and I did it, see it going back to horrific. kind of last
2: week, I did see they, they seemed from what I saw to to shut down Walker pretty pretty good. Like he wasn't really, from what I saw, I think at at the end, he did make a difference in overtime for sure. I think he got that last like 13 yard run to the goal line. He almost got in. So he did come through, but majority of that game for the first four quarters, I I don't think he had more than 40 yards.
1: No. And what I will say though, to Nebraska's credit is, and this was something I think people highlighted earlier in the year, but their defense is pretty solid. Their front seven is good. I mean, they held Oklahoma to 23 and that's Mm -hmm. pretty hard to do. Um, on the road uh, in in Norman, so I think Nebraska is going to be one of those teams that um, if you if you aren't able to play good defense and, and and that's what Michigan State was luckily able to do is keep the score um, low. The defense uh, did a great job keeping them in it until a punt return saved them, and then ultimately a big defensive play um, and overtime uh, helped seal it for them. But Yeah, Nebraska is going to be one of those teams. Rutgers is going to be one of those teams where if you don't have your A game, they will beat you. And lucky for the Spartans, it's that learning experience without the L. Um, So next week they got Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Uh, They are an explosive offense. That'll be an interesting one. one. Yeah, don't count the Hilltoppers. Oh, no, I'm not. They have a quarterback, Zappy that's thrown um, like averages, I think almost 400 yards a game. you sure he
2: doesn't play for Texas? (laughs) Sounds like a Texas name. Yeah. Zappy.
1: Um, so no, it's definitely, uh, nerve wracking the, I think this was a good thing for them though, to kind of get their butt kicked. I think the offense will be the defense for Western Kentucky is not nearly as good as But
2: And on the other side for that Michigan, uh, Michigan Rutgers game, the dynamic is interesting because Michigan just beat, uh, Rutgers barely. And then Rutgers turns around and plays Ohio state next weekend, who seemed to turn around last week against Akron, and I'll get into that a little bit later when we talk bets. It wasn't uh, wasn't in my favor. So this will be an interesting kind of couple of weeks for the Big Ten and for the leaders and That's... Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, all the, kind of the three of them.
0: Yeah, I, I want to talk forward. a little bit about when we get down, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the playoff picture because I do think this, I think October's really interesting. I think that the Big Ten's a really solid conference. Rutgers is solid. I think Maryland's super solid. Like and and those some, are yeah, be challenging some, games.
2: Some lower level. There have been lower level teams that are making a push to to get better and coming for the top.
0: And we're gonna see what Penn State's all about. Because mm-hmm. and and Ohio State too. Because you know, I, I mean, we'll get to this a little bit more. But I think the Big Ten is really pretty wide open. So
1: sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so some statement wins here. Uh, the first of the one. Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin against Notre Dame. And, uh, my biggest takeaway, which I watched, um, the majority of this game is I I think it's time to end the benefit of the doubt for Graham Mertz. Um, he was a five-star recruit, the, the highest rated recruit to ever go to Wisconsin. And even though he's only technically maybe a full year, a little bit less than a year into starting, uh, he just, I don't, I don't see it. And because of that, their offense is terrible. Um, their defense is fantastic, and the defense kept them in the game for as long as they possibly could. But that offense is just absolutely dreadful, and Mertz started to kind of melt down after a while because I think he started to panic.
2: Um, I kind of compare Mertz to Bo Nix. I feel like they're similar players um, where they just can't oh, – they don't seem comparison. to succeed in the in the big moments or the big games where they need to. Um, they, yeah, they're kind of like, they get their stats when, when they can, when they're playing lower level teams and they're, they're bigger names. They're, they were big recruits and then kind of flopped.
1: Yeah. They yeah. have the tools just, yeah. just haven't them put them together. I think you can see the tools and, you know, in a play here and there, but, um, yeah, uh, it was terrible. Uh, Notre and Dame played... was
2: benched by the way this weekend.
1: Oh, there you go. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, the, the Notre Dame did play much better than they have. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They definitely showed up for the game. Um, Myers is a problem. Their their big tight end is a problem. Um, like they call him Baby Gronk. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. Uh, it's hard to say because Gronk's arguably one of the best tight ends of all time. But this guy's good. He's very yeah. good. He's very yeah. big. Has I, I can see the comparisons.
2: But yeah, big um, shoes to fill. But he's he's on his way. Yeah.
1: No, that was great. Only another little note is uh, Notre Dame wore a little bit different jerseys than they usually do. I don't know if they're they're alternates if they're old. Um, but they're the same blues. But they had like a. A little pattern with the notre dame on the side on the sleeves and uh i kind of like that i mean i like their gold helmets i, I don't really like notre dame at all because they used to be such big rivals with michigan state but um i don't know something that something i noticed i kind of thought those those jerseys look kind of clean for them and then ultimately for wisconsin uh, and, and for michigan this is it i mean almost yeah. for michigan it's a bad thing that wisconsin got embarrassed because you know they're going to give everything they have at home so it's going to be a great game uh between those two schools. I feel
2: like both teams were kind of like it was a win for Michigan yeah. but I feel like they were both kind of embarrassed the, the same week. So hopefully yeah. that, hopefully it's the same outcome for for, for the uh, <laughs> Wolverines as well. We'll see. Yeah,
1: that'll be great. It's kind of like uh the immovable force yeah. and um unstoppable force the unstoppable object. force and the immovable object because you have Michigan's run game that's been so stellar and then Wisconsin's defense and something's going to give and maybe it's just Michigan's defense makes a couple of plays on on Wisconsin's offense, and that's what happens. But the the defense did
2: look pretty good. Um, They gave up some points in the second half, but again, Mm -hmm. they you gotta bend, don't break. And this will be Michigan's first game away this season, so also a big factor.
1: And they're underdogs. And not to bring up this point because I know (laughs) I know where you're uh, going. You you know this stat, but for everyone else um jim harbaugh is 0 and 11 in games um as a michigan head coach when michigan's he is, a dog in this game yeah one point dog yeah it's it's pretty it's close. close but I he mean, is not and i think i heard a stat that he's the only college football coach in fbs since 2015 that hasn't gotten um a win as an underdog which is it. shocking of all of fbs but this is a chance. One dog. I mean, they really probably shouldn't be underdogs. So this is this is really their shot to uh, to finally just get that monkey off his back and get people to stop talking about yeah, it.
0: That's interesting. It's an interesting.
1: It All right, the next statement win here. I think someone owes me an apology from last episode because I, someone hey, got really up. aggressive hey, here. Up hand up but arkansas and texas a&m uh, i'm pretty sure i said those hogs i liked in that game and someone told me i was an idiot uh i don't know if that was uh, an exact quote but it was definitely you know uh inferred but uh yeah hogs go hogs i i,
0: I will say i'm glad i didn't bet this game because <laughs>
2: little hog call for you yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i am glad i i'm so glad i would have lost my shirt if i would have been able to bet in maine thank god that they don't have legalized online sports gambling because um yeah i i was in a blender on this one too um as we got closer because it just started to feel like the type of game where Arkansas is gonna show up, or I know I was super confident on AM last week, but we did do boilermakers, and that might have got me going a little bit there. EJ, I apologize. You're absolutely right. All faith in the Listen. world on the hogs, but I mean, I'll anticipate you a little bit here. Like, if you think that they're gonna play Georgia next week. And it's gonna be close
2: there, here, like hawks and dogs, here, here, here dude. I, we, we got go. a little uh, side bet here. We I go.
0: absolutely would do a side bet on that one.
1: So, so here's the thing that I noticed. One, I didn't even realize before the game it was a neutral site, so even more power. I assumed it was Arkansas, Rome. and it wasn't. So even more power that they didn't even really have home field advantage.
0: Jerry, this. no, no, Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alum. Yeah, they okay. absolutely had hometown advantage.
1: Yes. And A&M, even though College Station is in the middle of nowhere, is probably still closer to Dallas being <laughs>
0: like
2: in the Ge- state. The,
0: it's Jerry world. It's not Dallas world. Like, right. it, it was so, a home game for the Hawks.
2: To, to help with this this bet line a little bit, Georgia's 18.5 point favorites. I don't know if you guys want to.
1: Well, actually, hold on. Get, I, I'm, we're going to get to this later in the section. I, I meant for I, the side bet. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it because okay. uh, I, I think we're going to highlight that in a little bit. Sure. Um, so one thing I will say, so a couple of my notes on this game was one, uh, Isaiah Spiller is fantastic. Um, I know I've heard the name a couple of years. He has no relation to the old Clemson running back, CJ Spiller disappointing, but, um, just watching him, um, he looks the part of probably the first back. I don't know if he's eligible. I feel like he has to be, um, but he looked fantastic. He was the only thing um, that looked anything remotely good on A&M. That's why I really – I think this was more of a, an attestment. Arkansas played well. I think this proved to me what I thought, that a and not just isn't, um, isn't any good. I'm sorry. They're just not. He's great. They're, they're just fine. I'm sure they have a lot of talent, but they, nothing else What looked good to me for them. Um, the only other thing I would say here is Burks, Tra- Traylon Burks, the the wide receiver for Arkansas, has, uh, before this year had gotten some um, first-round billing. He's 6'3", 225, so he's pretty big, but he's fast. I, I think this game kind of really just, again, showed that he's probably worth that first-round pick, probably should be one of the top first receivers, if not the first receiver sure, sure. Uh, off the board. I thought he looked great. I really want to just highlight the Hogs' defense. Holy crap. Uh, their quarterback, Jefferson, got injured and sat out almost or all of the third and almost all of the fourth. He didn't come back in until about five minutes left in the fourth. And that entire time, the backup wasn't really a thrower. So Arkansas's defense had to keep them in that game while Jefferson was out, and they
2: did it. I thought that was a hell of a game by them. It sounds like it's safe to say you're high on the Hogs. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and then I was PJ, just going to say, here, are just going hog wild. Yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, will
1: say they have a tough game. Like we had just kind of hinted to at Georgia, uh, that is going to be college game day. Um, and, and we can talk about that in a second. Um, but I might like the hogs if I know Jefferson is healthy enough to play and is at least healthy enough to, to move around. Um, but we'll kind of get to that in a second. The only side note the only other side note I have here is Arkansas has a starting linebacker and his name is Bumper Pool. And I couldn't <laughs> believe that. Great I thought game. that was hilarious. Fantastic and I, game. I used to have a friend playing. that had Bumper Pool, and that is also a very fun game.
0: Shout out Dave Fair. We used to stay up till two in the morning on Tuesday nights playing Bumper Pool and drinking wine.
1: There you go. Marty Schultz is, is my shutout. He uh, he used to have it. There we go. And then a couple of upsets here. We kind of alluded to Kansas State losing to Oklahoma State. Uh, Iowa State, unfortunately, lost to Baylor. Um, and I think the biggest one is uh, Clemson. Clemson lost to North I, Carolina State.
0: I didn't watch a second of this game. I did go through and watch recaps. I, But I was stunned because I wanted to go back and see what happened. Let me read out Clemson's possessions. First possession was a fourth, four and out is four plays in that punt. That touchdown. Then three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Interception. Then to start the second half, three and out, three and out, three and out touchdown, three and out. That is a lot of three and outs for your your boy DJ Unga Mr. Doctor Pepper himself, like yeah. that is in. What is happening?
1: Do you, my Clemson? honest take, and I heard this. uh, It wasn't. It's not an original take on me, but it's something I heard, and I, I have reason to believe this could be true. I kind of saw it a little bit on a much, 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 much smaller scale at Michigan State, but I wonder if Clemson. I, I think Nick Saban's a unicorn in this, but I, I wonder if Clemson's to the point now where. They're losing a little bit of the edge that got them to where they are. So instead of having to grind to be good and and grind to get recruits, they're getting those recruits. And when those recruits come, they just expect to be good. We're we're Clemson. And don't put in the work. And I think they might be in that dangerous level of potentially having to go down uh, for a couple of years. Ohio State might be in the similar case. We can only hope.
0: Well, yeah, we can only hope. Saban's the only one that has,
1: and I think he's very unique with his current dynasty at being able to um, take these spoiled kids, if you want to call them that, these talented kids and actually
2: getting them to work hard. Well, just Um, top recruits is what you're talking mm -hmm.
0: And well, I would say Clemson
1: has them, but those Clemson kids well, aren't necessarily working. But that's what I mean. That's a, what
2: you're you're highlighting is that Sabin yeah. finds a way or, or is strict enough to keep them dedicated and yeah. hardworking, yeah. whereas Dabo maybe isn't doing that. But the yeah. biggest anomaly about Dabo
0: is that unlike not just Sabin, but everyone else, he's able to keep Brett Venables around and prevent him from going off to head coaching job. Because yeah. if that's any other, like he's gone.
1: Yeah, yeah well, other I was... Well, I will say apparently they they were like almost to to blows on the sideline. So a bad as they should be,
0: seven a, three and outs. A
1: bad yeah. season, yeah.
2: Might, seven
0: three and ounce.
1: Right, a bad season here might uh, might change that. That's I, insane.
2: I, I keep seeing the the video going around on social media of Dabo in the like private jet with dj showing him like that's where you're gonna throw touchdowns and then it's like mm. for the georgia game yeah yeah. Well, yeah well they they keep showing it for every game because he's not throwing any touchdowns
0: not yeah. not i mean it's just insane he's not even I getting the first just, down i yeah. think it
1: just showed how much they miss etn too and and how yeah. dabo has been very blessed and, and i and know trevor Lawrence <laughs> well right you had De- deshaun watson then trevor lawrence urban's about to give him back Right. I know dju is, you know, was the number one overall recruit, but I don't know. I think, I think, uh, Dabo really needs to, uh, kind of maybe readjust the way he's been coaching. And,
0: and I think that the DJ Ui Angalele did play pretty well when he spelled Trevor Lawrence last year for a little bit. Yeah. But like, man like well,
1: well I, I mean know. they don't have a t higgins I, I don't think there's as much talent as they've had around on him. offense around him and again this is just a very young kid you know uh mm-hmm. sophomore true sophomore so but
0: still i mean they finished with great recruiting classes you're telling me that none of these kids are receivers or running backs or offensive yeah. linemen like
2: yeah yeah i don't feel too bad for them they just I, might I be
1: young you know i don't know I, much i know um uh what's their receiver that had the back issues um I can't think of what his name is now, but I, I, he's a little bit of a vet uh, and sat out all last year. But um, maybe they just have some young players that just aren't ready,
0: quite ready for the spotlight. Uh, Good,
2: Joe. I, I, I'm shifting to a different game. So if you if you got something else on this, go ahead.
0: No, I was I was gonna shift to a, a more meta review of of the college football landscape. But if you're going to a different it. game, go, I was just gonna say, like, and this this kind of goes to it. Like, if starting the season. You would have told me that by the end of week four, I would have more confidence in the Pac-12 and their playoff contender yeah, than the Big Ten and the ACC. Like, what a shock that is. I mean, I, I think we all assume that, that Clemson was going to be the one for the ACC, but, like, the Big Ten, like, I, I think Penn State looks good, but to be frank, they haven't played a lot of tough Big Ten matchups, and the Big Ten's really, I mean – Super strong this year, super like from top to bottom. I think they have a great, great conference. The ACC yeah. stinks and yeah, the Oregon with their statement win. I mean, it's incredibly tough to go to Columbus and, and go to the horseshoe and get that win, but also like, I mean, Oregon still has some tough road to hoe, and we don't know how good Ohio State is yet.
1: No. And for,
0: but I think that we know how bad Clemson is because they yeah. went from number nine to number 25. I think everyone I mean, agrees, yeah, they're State. about to be unranked, whatever they have this week,
2: but.
1: I will say what what I will say about Ohio State is, again, I think we really need to see them start playing because you know a lot of people have killed C.J. Stroud and 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 he hasn't looked good at times, but against Oregon in a loss, he still threw for like 450 yards, and I don't know if there's an offense in the Big Ten that can throw for 450 yards other than them. So again, it's kind of one of those things where Iowa looks great, Penn State looks great, both their offenses are dreadful. So Yeah. yeah. We'll see, but That's, I don't think yeah. Ohio state is uh, an actual contender to win the national championship. Yeah. They could be a playoff, you know, attendee, but not, not I, a real contender.
0: I do think though that of all the years in grand, we're only partway through the season. I do think of all the years for Cincinnati to make the playoff. This could be the year.
1: You oh, know, well, like, well, hey, we'll get to that a little
2: bit later. I,
0: mean, I, I feel like, I feel like we could, we could they're see. They're going to have a chance. Well, here. They, they, they absolutely they, will
2: they have a chance to do it before we get into that i've got one more uh one more upset that i wanted to add to this list i was surprised you didn't have it on here but i don't think you watched it how about those bgsu falcons 20 i think they were 23 24 point underdogs at the start of the game and even into the first quarter i i picked that up i think first or second quarter i made some decent money on that game they ended up winning i think it was, was minnesota right yeah, yeah, they beat yeah. Minnesota, and they, they controlled the whole game. Yeah. Uh, that that was I had uh,
0: at the breweries. I had my phone up on the ESPN app watching yeah. whatever games I could, and that was like the one game I could watch. Yeah, it was fourteen
2: ten finals. Yeah. Not like a crazy high scoring shootout, but it was a it was an interesting game. And Bowling Green they clearly held their own, and Minnesota PJ got was- some work to do.
1: You know, it, it was just another disappointment because the week before Minnesota goes to Colorado wins 38, nothing and looked like they were rebuilt, like, you know, on the path, the right path again. And then they come back and yeah. it's disappointing. Ibrahim is obviously yeah. a big loss for them in sure. the offense, but they
2: also look solid against uh, Ohio state week one. Yeah. I and mean, that was Until another that big injury. game for them. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the game where he got injured.
0: Hate to see that for my my good boy, my handsome boy, P.J. Fleck. Row the boat, you, go first.
1: Yeah, and then the the other upset, we kind of alluded to the ACC sucking, but it really just shows even more that they suck Is North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. Uh, Thumped. The, the mighty Yellow Jackets. Thumped. And honestly, I think the best team so far in the ACC is Wake Forest, which is crazy. Wake <laughs> right nice. the
0: nation, baby. Demon Deeks.
1: yeah. Let's go. That couldn't find a spot for Kenneth Walker on their team.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had, to, they had to cut someone, and he was the guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, the
1: ACC is terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen this playoff. Um, but yeah, why don't we uh, talk about that uh, in a second? You guys want to take a quick break? Let's do it.
0: Yeah, let's do a quick break. I might refresh this bad boy.
1: All right, Same here, well, we're going to take a break here, and uh, we'll be right back in a second. Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome. welcome
0: back! Welcome Sorry, I
1: don't have any good like interlude music back into it, but welcome back from the break, everyone. Uh, Joe and Mike, I hope you guys have refreshed your drinks.
0: Hell you yeah, know, baby! Yes, sir. Used
1: the restroom, maybe gotten a little snacky snack.
0: Quick, Looks quick good. ranking. Quick, quick rank. Quick, uh quick ranking here. Yeah, why don't drink, we, boys? Yeah, One why to don't five. We, uh,
1: give a rank? I want to give it a four i really like how it takes the bite out of the bourbon but still has a good amount of bourbon in it
0: uh like- 3.3.7 uh but i i like the bite of whiskey so that's why it's a little low for me but okay. it's super refreshing so uh
2: 3.7 for me i'm also gonna go with a four um i think it's it's good i like the citrus. Uh, but I'm also the whole time I've been comparing it to my favorite, the caipirinha. So I'm going to go for solid drink. Definitely. We'll make again.
0: So I would say that the, the caipirinha, whatever it is, um, yeah. I'm going to say that is a 4.4. 4. Save and it that's for my, uh,
2: save it for the week. We make them. It's my yeah.
0: favorite mixed drink of all time. That that just shows we're, we're if we're, we're doing on the same, just we're on the same page them. here. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Yes.
1: Why, why don't we get to, bets betting 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 um so that was a bad weekend for me too um <laughs> so the only game that i guessed right was of course the one i didn't actually place a bet on and that was <laughs> west virginia you and didn't... oklahoma
0: oh wait i was gonna say you didn't bet arkansas
1: i did not you are
0: you see you no. rubbing in my face and you don't bet it.
1: No, I put
2: your money where your mouth
0: is. I, exactly. I, I
1: traveled to Michigan, <laughs> so I was.
0: Michigan busy. has sports betting.
1: I know, but I was like driving. For he has no excuse. Twenty hours. So yes, a couple of bets slipped through the cracks for me. It will not happen this weekend, which I think the three of us did. You leave are going right after be, we
2: recorded last week, like um, like minutes after, because. That would be the only reason you wouldn't be able to bet. You drove through as yes. soon as we stopped recording. Yes. And he
0: still had to drive through Virginia. Uh, I am absolutely yep. befuddled and, and floored Listen, by your actions. It,
1: it will not happen again this weekend. And I think the three of us are going to be together, at least for a portion of
0: that day. Yeah. Um, we need to so... talk about that. We should be together for a lot of the weekend. But anyways, go ahead. Slumber
2: party. Slumber party. So, yes. I'll, I'll highlight a couple bets of my... Sucked, Joe. Yeah, I've go got ahead. a couple... Um, I had two big losses where the teams just didn't come through one being OSU thought it was a safe bet playing their third string quarterback, third, <laughs> second string, EJ,
0: EJ's reaction. If you're not watching on YouTube, EJ's reaction was just
1: because I also lost that bet. Yeah, I lost some
2: on that one. I, the, I will never bet that goddamn team again <laughs> i hate them and they're uh, just whatever so my other one is other loss was ej spartans i thought was a lock at four and a, minus four and I a like half that. yeah over nebraska at home right that was in east lansing i thought yes. that was a lock i thought four and a half points party's been solid nebraska's not really there yet but it was a game they end up winning by was it three yeah so that was my. Other you loss. almost,
1: you almost got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Walker, yeah. Walker, got Walker would have gotten the his ass
2: in that end zone. I would have yeah, been good. He got tackled at the one in overtime. That's why Wake Forest dumped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I would too now. Uh, and then, my, like I mentioned earlier, my my big win. I put fifty bucks on folding Green about second quarter. I think it was made some decent money over Minnesota. It was like I got a minus twenty three, and they ended up winning outright. So yeah, that one was fun.
1: All right, Mike. Quickly, how did how did your your uh theoretical betting go
0: <laughs> terrible thank god we got that okay. out of our system theoretically great. so we're ready to go
1: all right great uh everyone remember please send us your bets um we might all be together Doyle,
2: we'll take your bets again
1: yeah we'll take your bets again you're uh, <laughs> um, you're off probation we uh we're, we, we're probably going to be all together when we post uh on saturday morning so uh, potentially uh maybe not but um yeah. We definitely will be when the games start. So, yeah, please, sharing is caring. Send us your bets. So this next sharing section, is this is going to be a new little segment for us, uh, something I thought we could try. But why don't we, uh, because, which I'll reiterate later, um, the, the game that we're talking about on this episode is not being played this week. Uh, there are no Big Ten trophy rivalry games uh, this week. So, uh, but
0: it is a great slate. A it great is a great slate, slate. this week.
1: So what are the other games that we are looking forward to this weekend? But let's do this a lightning round. So why don't you just give me uh, who's playing, where they're playing, and just like a quick one to two sentence um, reason why you're excited. Uh, So, Joe, this one kind of looks like it'd be up your alley.
2: Yeah, so I've got one lined up. um, The OSU Rutgers game at Rutgers, just because my big thing, it's personal for me. Michigan just beat Rutgers. They squeaked by. Uh, it's kind of a comp game. Let's see how, how Ohio state does. They're, were, they were kind of trending downward. They just had a big win over Akron. So let's see how they're going to do against Rutgers at home. A Rutgers team that looks pretty solid for the most part. They were three and oh, going into that Michigan game. Now they're three and one. So, uh, my first game or my game is, uh, is the uh, OSU at Rutgers and I will not be betting it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mike, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah. I mean, as, as much as I'm tempted to pick hogs versus dogs here, uh, I got to go old Miss Bama because, uh, Matt Corral, who's going to be playing uh, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Uh, I am excited to see what he can do. And the fact that, you know, anytime Wayne Kiffin plays Saban, like in the immediate future, it's going to be appointment te- or really anytime in the future, it's going to be appointment television. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that one. I'm excited to see Corral versus uh, Bryce Young. And, you know, Ole Miss is uh, – I think Ole Miss is legit. Like, Kiffin has an awesome offense. So, we're going to see. It was a hell of a game last year. Uh, that game was back and forth, absolute shootout. It was the first time um, that I was really uh, super upset. Not the first time, but the first time I was really cursing, like screaming Pete Golden, bourbon pete golding burning hell like at the top of my lungs last season so excited for that again this year gonna be an emotional blunder it'll be awesome
1: all right uh mine number 14 michigan at wisconsin uh first real test for michigan uh wisconsin's last real effort to salvage their season number eight arkansas at number two georgia college game day and honestly all the pressure's on georgia here can't lose it i would be terrified if i was them big test for georgia Number seven, Cincy at number eight, Notre Dame. That'll this be is huge. Since he's chance at the playoff, wait. like we talked about, they win this. They're in the driver's seat uh, to get to the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. And number 12, Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. Is Matt Corral real? Uh, good showing catapults him into the number one overall discussion. And I know you
2: liked him. We've talked a little bit before. You liked him for a potential Lions draft, right? Yes.
1: The, uh, the other quarterbacks have not looked great. Uh, Rattler. Powell, uh the the Liberty guy, I'm I'm not real keen on. <laughs> yeah, so that, that tells you right there. Cor- Corral might be the guy that would make us take him over
2: Thibodeau, but right now it's probably Thibodeau. No, reason to watch right there. It's hard yeah. it's for me. The Steelers so,
0: get finished with, with a worse record than the Lions. Uh, you you have you, to have, worry about that you have one win. So yeah, yep, to, you're already I, ahead. Uh, well, hey, I have I have faith in you guys.
2: All right.
1: Oh, actually, we play each other so we can uh, that, that'll that be determined in uh, November.
2: If there's refs, their Lions are bound to lose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Quickly, bonus round. Uh, this is uh, I'm going to call this upset alert for the bonus round. Number three, Oregon at Stanford. Rivalry game. Can Oregon survive? Yes. Big test.
2: Should yes. be able to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Big. I'm we'll definitely going to watch it. That. That's a, a real nice three thirty game. That's going to yep. be. Long. Oh, that's three thirty. I I'd yeah. assume that would be late. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Wow. Yeah, Pac-12 got that one right. They've been big. That, the next one though, Arizona State at number 20, UCLA. UCLA has been on super late, which uh, Kirk Herbstreit talked yeah. about this on game day. Chip has been it pissed. Should not be like they have a. I want to see some more UCLA. So uh, we'll yeah, see I can here. we see that one.
1: This is Pac-12 South on the line. I think yeah. Arizona State played horribly against BYU, but yeah. they're very good. I believe we
2: also lost some money on that one too.
1: We did. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. At number five, Iowa at undefeated Maryland, Uh, blackout. It's called blackout. Iowa uh, is what Mm -hmm. their slogan is for that game. It's a night game uh, Friday night, uh, which is interesting. That'll be a nice little treat on Friday.
0: We should, we should go to salads and watch that game. I
1: wish Iowa Iowa should be nervous. And the last one, number six, Oklahoma at Kansas state, Uh, Kansas state was ranked, just came off a disappointing defeat uh and oklahoma has not looked good yeah
2: oklahoma went down to the wire i don't know if you guys caught any of that yeah, one that yeah, was yeah. that was a close one and they, they could have easily lost that
0: i might uh and i don't think oklahoma's defense is is all that uh, oklahoma state's defense played lights out this weekend so yeah uh and and real quick iowa maryland uh Iowa's favorite three and a half hmm. that's it's that tells you that
1: tells you something
0: right there yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look closely and and way.
1: mike do we just want to quickly settle this now uh georgia is giving 18 and a half i will take that easy i'm point. a witness
0: wait you're i'm sorry where are you oh you. georgia oh, you're, is giving 18 and so a you're half. taking
2: arkansas minus 18 and a half plus 18 and a half i mean I, taking, I think
0: georgia's plus. gonna win the game i haven't decided what this with which way i'm gonna bet this is this spread. is a side bet personal yeah, i don't know if they're gonna side cover bet. like hold on a sec i'm not i'm not giving <laughs> you 18 and a half points right, right, right
1: now. all right all well, right well we'll talk about it that a little maybe bit, we'll post then. about it yeah Okay, so why don't we uh, get to the episode here? Why don't we get to the trophy? The, the rest of the episode. Uh, why don't we uh, get to the trophy here? Uh, so today we're going to talk about a relatively unknown and a mouthful of a name trophy that's called the Five Dollar Bits of Broken Chair Trophy. So this trophy is given uh, between the winner or to the winner between uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So on and I give you some fun facts here. So this is the first trophy fun we've talked about that involves Nebraska. Uh, so as many of you know, Nebraska was a member of the Big 12 prior to joining the Big 10 in 2010. And do you guys know when the Big 10 was established or the Big 12 was established? This kind of shocked me.
0: I actually don't know. I know it was fairly recently. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 12. like in the 90s, right? Oh. Yes, it was.
1: 1994. 94. 94 oh it. the football slate started in 96 nice. which is interesting oh uh
0: that is int- for hmm. nah. yeah so
1: they they developed the conference but it took them a couple of years to actually get like the schedule together because yeah, as yeah, we yeah. know the big the the football schedules are released pretty far in advance and i i kind of alluded to this uh earlier uh but the second fun fact here is there are no big 10 trophy games this week so this game is not going to be played this weekend it will be played on October 16th. Uh, and we will uh, highlight it uh, that week uh, when we talk about the old breast spittoon. So, guys, what are your first impressions
0: of this trophy? That's what, if people see why uh, people are watching on YouTube, well, I'm real close. Mike, to- go to your mic. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> if people were watching on YouTube, I was real close to the screen. Looking at this trophy, it is, whoa, it's interesting. Because um, yep. it's a chair yes, it turned is. over. It's a messed up chair turned over on side. One Uh, could say
1: it was a broken chair.
0: One could say it was a broken Mm -hmm. chair, but what's, is that like golden? Is it like gold plated? It's a gold plated chair. It's definitely broken. Is that like a, what's the little shard that looks like? It looks like a key with a funky keychain hanging off the top of it. It
2: almost looks like a spur, like on the back of a cowboy boot or something.
1: It's the chunk out of the chair.
2: Oh, oh, there's a hole in it. It's a hole. Yeah, it's a hole in the chair Hole in the chair. Oh, that is okay, the yeah, the right yeah, it's kind of yeah.
0: yeah, okay, that's the broken piece. <laughs> yeah. But a chair never breaks like that. Well,
2: so they like really... pla- a plastic chair, maybe.
0: I don't know. I've watched a lot of wrestling. I've seen a lot of chair <laughs> matches. I've never seen a chair break like that. It looks like I think they dog... use metal,
2: but I'm not a big wrestling guy. It wrestling like goes with Marvel hand in hand.
0: Looks like a gopher took a bit bite out of the mm. chair.
2: Maybe or a corn husker threw some corn at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a hell of a throw.
2: It's cool, man. I like the,
0: the name it's different, plate, for too, sure. That the plate that has the Minnesota Nebraska logos on it, it looks like it's made out of wood, which is normally you see, like that plate is like bronze. Uh, but this one looks like it's made out of wood. It's pretty neat. Yeah,
2: yeah, I like that I I could see easily see players like hoisting this above their head and like you know holding it up kind of cool, smashing the chair over the opponent's <laughs> head. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um,
0: oh so I'm zooming in. I see I see the oh I see the broken piece now. Yeah. That is completely different than I thought it was. So yeah, is this, that this chunk angle. on the ground the piece of the chair that was broken out?
1: I think it's supposed to look like that. Obviously, that chunk
0: doesn't
2: actually like fit. fit. Yeah, it wouldn't fit like a puzzle piece, but yeah, yeah and then there's I like a plaque on the side that says something broken it's, chair trophy. Yeah, it's just the name of the oh, trophy. But, yeah, trophy. Yeah, it's a broken okay. chair yeah, trophy. Yeah. So that is a wood yeah, plaque. I think thing, it's pretty it's right? it's yeah, it's interesting for sure. It's go all gold and except for the wood platform.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So why don't I give you guys some history of the rivalry itself? So the first matchup was in 1900. And that was when uh, Minnesota won that game 20 to 12. Uh, The series itself, Minnesota holds the lead 34 wins to 25 losses uh, to two ties. Uh, So it's relatively close. The rivalry can really be separated into into two distinct eras. So the first being Minnesota's glory days. So that was the beginning, uh, early 1900s. Minnesota won 29 of the first 37 meetings. uh, And two of those meetings were ties. So it was really dominated by Minnesota to begin with. And then pretty much directly after that uh, was Nebraska's rise to prominence. Uh, and that included current coach scott frost's national yeah. championship being the quarterback to their national championship team in the 90s and nebraska has won 19 won 19 of the next 24 meetings okay so a little streaky those. yeah so very interesting there and the two have played regularly uh from 1900 to 1974 um but then they really played um sparingly until nebraska joined the big 10 in 2011. Um, and now, because uh, since they joined the Big Ten in 2011, they've been on the same side, uh, the same division. So they've played each other every year. So bef- uh, before it was East and West, it was the Legends and Leaders. And they were both a part of the Legends. And now they're both a part of the West, obviously, because of geography. Um, so they've played every year since 2011, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, legends so the history so this wonderful story starts in 2014 but before we continue follow me as i take you on a journey down memory lane by reminding you what life was like in 2014 for us <laughs>
2: what was life like in 2014
1: just i obviously we were around all these other uh games we
2: weren't so just this will be a nice little but fill in you know, our trip. young listeners you know those Four or five year olds. Yeah. Um,
1: so before I move forward, um, I, I this kind of stood out to me. There were a lot of negatives from this year. Um, I really thought 2020 and 2021 were pretty terrible for our country. No, I mean, there's no was, way that
2: it's worse than 2014 is worse than tw- ooh, 2020.
1: I I will say I didn't actually highlight any of the negatives, but Joe, I think you'd be surprised. It was, really, it, it, it was pretty bad, and I don't yeah. remember it being that bad. Uh,
2: That's right, fair.
1: I'm focusing on the positives. Well, we, good juju here, you know. So, <laughs> Let's hear it. Well, why don't we go with it? So, yeah. the number one Florida State Seminoles beat the number two Auburn Tigers at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena uh, for the national championship by a score of 34 to 31. So, let me just say dubs were eaten. In dubs? that? And and wasn't it wasn't like cam newton era was it no, was, no no, no was, it was Jameis. Jameis that, uh, that was famous that was famous Jameis, which okay. also means that he's been in the league for that long that weird. was also that was the years.
0: season of the kick six right yeah. that was the season oh, yeah so that was also the same night paul walker died uh yeah a lot of Ooh. yeah It yeah. <laughs> was that
2: man. long wow that's just like it was just a handful of years ago not not 2014 yeah, 2014 is not <laughs> no. close anymore Hold on. Okay. Hold on. yeah we, i we... feel like that was two years ago <laughs> so so not only did
0: i get in a fight at a bar the night of the kick six uh i was actually back in pennsylvania Shocker. and uh, kind of fighting. yeah right uh but we went to a bar after uh that a different bar um and <laughs> there's a dj and he was taking requests and uh, my buddy josh shout out josh kohler uh, Asked the DJ if he could play "Good Riddance" by Green Day uh, uh, for his friend Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul oh, <Walker. laughs> <Ooh>, great! <laughs> it was so messed up. <laughs> All
1: right, so getting away from that, uh, so the Seattle Seahawks win their first Super Bowl by defeating the Denver Broncos by a score forty-three to eight. If you guys remember, that game was over as soon as it started. Yeah, I think it, it like open. Yeah, with that a was a rough six. one. Yeah. Also, yeah, twenty fourteen was up. a
0: particularly bad year for me because I went through the real bad breakup you guys there don't you want to talk
1: about no let's mm. yeah let's uh, i recall
0: <laughs>
1: let's uh keep going shout here. out Kara. <laughs> and uh yeah, shout out Kara. so uh matthew mcconaughey our, our guy wins the academy award for best actor for his performance in dallas buyers club all
0: right all right all right
1: yes uh frozen giving you another kind of uh, movies what the movies were popular frozen wins the academy award huh. for best animated feature still haven't seen it shout out taco that's like his favorite movie i'm i'm envisioning a lot of frozen in the no, next couple of years for no, us though it's not right. yeah yeah it is <laughs> yes it is mike and yes joe i agree uh mike guardians of the galaxy is released your Hell favorite yeah. marvel movie Hell yeah Rock on. uh i
0: don't know if it's my
2: favorite but top five for there, sure right top yeah. it's top five yeah. yeah yeah it's probably not mine
1: let me just run you through the top songs of 2014. So this is the, the top 40 hits. This was the uh, the most played song. So this is going to be skewed towards the top 40 pop songs. But uh, we have Timber. Uh, I was going to say I Also Chris's yeah. favorite. Shout out Marin. Uh, this, uh, Mar- Chris Marin loves Nation it too. Also loves it. Uh, stay with me, Sam Smith. Problem, Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea. All About That Bass Megan Blue Trainer. Triple. Uh, Rude by Magic. Chris also liked that song.
2: he oh, loved love that song.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, Talk Dirty. Special Jason, for him. Yeah, Jason Derulo. Uh, Counting Stars, One Republic. Fancy, Iggy Azalea.
0: What all happened of, to Iggy I know, Azalea? I, she I know. She
1: fell off. She fell off. Uh, all of Me, John Legend. Hmm. Dark Horse, Katy Perry featuring Juicy J. And then Happy, which is just one of the most catchy pharrell? annoying songs ever but yes happy pharrell um
0: yeah
2: i'll we'll keep track go. of that maybe i'll use one of those in our uh our what post if you, this week what on if a story
0: your, what if your room doesn't have a roof and it's in the middle of a hurricane then i wouldn't say you're very happy i wouldn't say you're <laughs> clapping your hands like a room without a roof. like that seems terrible pharrell what well, about that problematic
1: yeah i i, I guess so if he's you a should, listener you should write them maybe yeah. he'll write in yeah, um, and then the last thing uh, that I thought was kind of cool kind of ties back to what we were talking about with the Cyhawk, Hawk, but the Downtown Athletic Club. So the real Athletic Club uh, names Oregon Ducks quarterback Marcus Mariota the Heisman Trophy winner.
0: Oh, yeah, it's
1: been that long. That seems like it was yesterday as well. Yeah, which is crazy.
2: Yes, had time to be a starter, and then ruin that <laughs> and become a backup for multiple teams.
1: And now he was used in the Vegas uh, game against Baltimore. Week one, got one play, a read option, ran it 30 yards, pulled his hamstring, and is on IR. So just Mario. Wow.
0: Yep. You hate to see it.
1: So back to the trophy here. You guys are going to like this one. The Broken Chair Trophy originated from some good old banter on Twitter between Minnesota's mascot Goldie Gopher and the popular internet personality, Faux Pellini, which was the alter <laughs> ego of former Nebraska coach, Bo Pellini.
0: So I, uh, that's another thing about 2014 that I think is, is worth noting out. So like, if, if you're on Twitter now, like Twitter back near its inception was very, especially around that area of 2014, like brands were still trying to figure themselves out and how to act on Twitter. Cause you have brands like Wendy's now that like, Catch on to all the memes and shit like that, stuff like that, dump that. Uh, But um, back then, brands were just like, you had the Chef Boyardee brand posting stuff like, we'll never forget 9 11. It's like, well, uh, Chef Boyardee, I'll do respect, but like maybe stay in your lane. Like you you can't be posting that with like your next hot ravioli can right afterwards. And and you know who
2: one of the best, best uh, Twitter or social media accounts is? Slim Jim. Slim Jim just goes at people and they will comment (laughs) on stuff. I'll just randomly see a Slim Jim. It's like, I don't know, some random comment by a celebrity. No, you don't.
0: <laughs> so, but like, whenever everyone says now, like, oh, I feel bad for these social media teams. It's just some poor intern, intern running it. It's not an intern anymore. It's a it, if no, you're it's, running a social media account, yeah, you it's a you career, have a, a marketing degree. This yeah. is your career. You're being paid very well. Yeah, but back in 2014,
2: yeah, they were just like, hey, here, here, what, kid, do this.
0: Yeah, uh, what uh, can you hop on the Twitter and and do some things like give us some yeah. tweets get, get yeah. on our Twitter and our, our book face and, and, and do some stuff like that's what it was like back then. So that's when you had now it's this, it's so important now. Yeah, but that's Absolutely when you choose. ran to like all these kids. They're just like, you know, just saying stupid stuff and getting into fights with Fo Polini and, and parody accounts like Phil Warrell and like all the different parody. Like that was such a good, such a good time for Twitter.
1: And guys, uh, these accounts still are active. So we're gonna definitely need to it's like the out.
0: same. It's I mean, Faux Polini is not like the same as it used to be. It used to be like I mean, parody accounts when they first came around as Inception, it was like fresh and hot and new. And now, I mean, it's really like I said, now you have like these people who dedicate their whole lives and and their four-year degrees to Twitter, and they're doing a great job. Like yeah, but I don't know. If, I don't
1: think Fopalini has any like affiliation with the university. So I think it's still probably the original person, but sure, still active. I think it's still good. I think we're going to need to uh, interact with them um, once we uh, start to. All due uh, respect to Fopalini,
0: episode. but now he says things happen. He probably has three kids. He's an adult. He can't be <laughs> sitting around just going after corporate accounts. They'll slap back nowadays. <laughs>
1: true. Yeah. All right. So, guys, uh, I told you that this originated between uh, those two accounts, Goldie Gopher foe Polini. who do you think initiated the
2: conversation
1: 50 50 chance
2: definitely Goldie Gopher yeah
0: because thinking- they were
2: they were winning they had that first streak I'm guessing they were cocky I,
0: I'm I'm thinking
1: 50-50. I mean
0: nowadays don't like that would... air here oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Faux Polini.
1: all right Joe was right it was Goldie Gopher so let me read you guys these, uh, these, let's see here, three beautiful tweets that initiated uh, <laughs> this this, this trophy. All right, so Goldie Gopher is saying this. Hey, at Faux Pellini, how about a friendly wager for this weekend's game? Team that gets the most points gets a conference win. Seem fair? Faux Pellini responds back. At Goldie, Go, Goldie the Gopher, okay, how about if we win, you give me five bucks. If you win, I get to smash a wooden chair over your back. <laughs> and then Goldie Gold but responds who is, back.
2: Who, what does Fopolini even look like? Do we are they known to be who they are? It looks uh, no, like Bo I, Pelini at the time. Like is it like a I, I think? It's,
1: no, I think it's just like a um, oh, dude, like a oh. meme photo of Bo Pelini.
2: Yeah,
0: it was just okay. a picture of Bo Pelini. Gotcha.
1: So the the last tweet was at Fopolini. Just as long as we turn that five dollar or bits of broken share into a trophy for next year's game. So that was the exchange. So enter the internet. So Goldie the Gopher tweets, could someone kindly design the $5 bits of Broken Chair Trophy and maybe f- uh, throw in a folklore character, owner, faux Pelini and I? And then I think if you guys scroll down, you can see um, the Twitter account Corked Bats came to the rescue. So yep, they tweeted at Goldie the Gopher, at Faux Pellini, at Reddit's uh, College Football CFD. Mm-hmm. How does this work? It's the best I could design with a five dollar budget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout so, out to Aaronet Artist. Oh, <laughs> he has a sticker for five dollars. Yeah, on. so why don't you
2: guys oh, yeah, it it for the listeners what what does this original wooden plaque look like? Or wooden base got a plaque on there. Bits of wooden chair trophy. Minnesota versus ne- Nebraska. It's got the the chair on there. It's golden plated. It's very similar to the the current one. It doesn't look like there's a hole in it, but it's got it, a chair it, sideways.
0: Yeah, it does look very much like the current trophy. Except, I wish they would have kept this this the like pricing sticker that you yeah. see like from a pricing like a discount, guy. Uh, yeah, discount. Yeah, discount price. Five dollars. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like
2: you would see on like a can of noodles or like spaghettios <laughs> or something.
0: Chef Boyardee.
2: yes. yes.
1: <laughs> so again, guys, remember at this time, this is just two internet accounts talking all virtual. about the game, all virtual. And this is just a con another account that comes in from Reddit, uh, that uh just puts a picture, a concept of it, and that's that's where it is at this point. So okay. whoever runs the Minnesota's mascots Twitter account ran with the joke and actually made it into a trophy. So if you scroll down a little
2: bit further, yeah, you oh. can see oh, the bottom of it, okay. The bottom so, of it has a five dollar two five dollar bills underneath.
0: Yes. Oh.
1: So yeah. So Goldie Golfer uh gave this picture. Um and it, it looks very uh like the, the current trophy. Um, but it does have two five dollar bills on the back. Hmm. And the five dollar bills are fake five dollar bills. And where tell me it has Goldie in the middle. Right. Where yes, it does. Where the you can't where tell the, from the
2: picture, it's too small.
1: Uh no, scroll down. I zoomed in for you. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you look, it has uh where the presidents are, it has a picture of uh, the faux polini picture.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, the Goldie, the Goldie yeah, Goldie one of stuff. each awesome. Okay. They even they even cut out some of the five dollar bill on the Goldie Gopher one that matches the hole in the top of the chair or the, the bottom of the chair.
0: The only yeah. thing That I hate about this trophy is the hole that seems just crazy to me, but everything else about it, I freaking love. I think it's gotta be broken
1: somehow. It looks like a cartoon break, right? Yeah. Like an exaggerated, jagged cartoon break.
2: It's also also (laughs) missing a a leg. It looks like a leg's cut off and the connecting piece, the base of the between the legs.
0: And the base is just three pieces of wood (laughs) uh, stacked on top of each other.
1: That's so good. This was like a wood shop guy at the university
0: yeah, that put
2: this. I could, I could build this. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Think, so I think oh, go the ahead. piece that's on the top of the base where it says Minnesota v Nebraska with their like block M, block N. I think that piece on the top is part of the leg. And it's not oh, necessarily, not necessarily supposed to fit in the jagged hole. It's part of the leg. Yeah. Good, good call. call.
1: And I don't know if you guys kind of noticed, but we'll get to this. This is not the version that you guys saw earlier. So yeah, it looks.
2: Very it similar, looks
1: similar, but it's uh, it's not quite. So even though, I would have believed it. Yeah. So even though the trophy was created by fans, uh, completely unaffiliated fans, the two schools picked up the idea and ran for it for a while. So if you keep scrolling down, uh, the Gopher mascot made the trophy. Uh, or uh, made the trophy before the team's 2014 game. Minnesota won it that year and Goldie brought it to, uh, it looks like a basketball game yeah. to kind of show it off. So it's definitely babe, something they, they took pride into. Sure. Um, and then the following year, Nebraska won it. And then the coach then, Mike Riley, proudly host, uh, hoisted it as well uh, and posted it on their official account, uh, which is also pretty cool. But they're is a problem in 2016. So after Nebraska's and and Minnesota's 2016
2: game... Tell me it goes missing. The trophy disappeared. (laughs) It's a tale as old as time. 2016, so two years? Yeah, so it lasted
1: for those two years. The one where Minnesota won it and Goldie brought it to a basketball game, and then when Nebraska won it the next
0: year and the coach uh, proudly hoisted it. Big 10 kids are the biggest thieves. Like I feel like... I feel like Rusty, Danny Ocean, Linus, they must have gone to take notes schools. Linus Ly- is from Chicago. He probably went to Northwestern.
2: <laughs>
0: probably. He probably knows where Sweet Sue's buried. Yeah, he knows where he, all the bodies are.
2: Yeah. Maybe we should uh, do a, a mystery podcast on where Sweet Sue is right now. <laughs> where are these original trophies? Where
1: are the original
0: trophies? <laughs> we could. Tiger King's in the second season. <laughs> we, Maybe we, we can, can get a first. Why not yeah. us? Why not why us? Not us?
1: Uh, So in this 2016 game, the Lincoln uh, Journal star reported some Nebraska players didn't even know they were playing for the trophy and that they couldn't track it down after the game. Oh, so So, civil conflict thing. Right. So they kind of so Nebraska had it in 2015. Apparently, it just never made it to the 2016 game. Um, And no one seemed to know where it was. It seemed to be replaced. Uh, Like they did have some interviews with some of the players and they basically Nebraska players. And they were basically like, uh, yeah, I think I remember hoisting last year, but really just downplaying it. Didn't really care. Yeah. Right. But don't worry. Yeah, The internet saves the day in 2017. So the year without the trophy was really disappointing for the fans. So before the 2017 season, some fans on Reddit started talking about how to bring it back. So, In quotes here, it was a trophy that started online, and we thought it was fitting to bring it back there. And that's where we kind of started our grassroots grassroots movement. And that is uh, Jordan Rapp, which was one of the Redditors who brought the trophy back. So at uh, one day at church, another Redditor who's kind of um, credited for being, you know, kind of a father with Jordan Rapp on this new trophy. His name's Luke Peterson, or another Redditor ap- approached Luke Peterson. So, Luke Peterson at the time, or is probably still a Nebraska fan with carpentry skills. And someone asked uh, him, You know, the broken <laughs> chair trophy, right? And Peterson said, Yeah, the one that's been missing for a year now. And that's what he recalled. So, the. Wait, Redditors- but this,
0: this conversation is happening while it's like, Body of Christ yes yeah, at, at church. peace be with you let's pray to the lord
1: so this redditor approaches peterson and says uh, there's a good uh, amount of people on the internet specifically In on reddit for yeah that i've been talking to and we want to bring it back ask peterson can you build it
2: and peterson can you build a chair come on if you build it they will come if he has right carpentry skills he can build it and jesus was a carpenter i have no skills i could build a chair yeah i
1: mean it was like divine intervention
2: right
0: (laughs) so
1: peterson said that he remembers saying yeah i can build it um so peterson who was a barista
0: at the time got to
1: work with you need a chair you need a drink
0: i can just see peterson's wife like wailing on him like this is happening during the homage she's like honey honey pay attention Father Larry's up there. We don't have much time left with him. He's 87 years old.
2: One of the co-hosts here has been kicked out of church before.
1: Two of the co-hosts have yeah. yeah. Oh, what?
2: By our grandmother. It's a story oh, for a different boy. day. We.
0: Oh, this sat, is a story. The story well, of we
2: flatulence could... in church.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you have you ever
1: I'm sure the listeners here, Mike involved, included, have you ever just been with someone and and you've had a moment where even if it's something stupid, it's so funny that you can't stop laughing. Yes. Joe and I had that moment where it was something just stupid and we looked at each other and it was just one of those moments where we
2: couldn't you, stop when laughing. When you make eye contact, yeah. you cannot get out of this position. Yeah. Where the laughter is coming and you know you're you know it's gonna be bad. Yeah,
1: this was like mid <laughs> mid mass. Like, yeah. and our I think I want
2: to say bad. we were like a couple rows from the front. It was yeah. not good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't good. We, so, were not, we were not, we were not, we were in big trouble. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> grandma gave you the boot for the toot.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, getting back to this uh peterson with the help got to work with the help of his church friends so they wanted to recreate the trophy's original dimensions so they printed pictures of the chair and then they added dollar bills uh and glued it to the bottom uh so that they could um really get like the dimensions correct
2: yeah that that helps yeah i would guess that would help with the measurements so
1: they uh added a bigger case uh and then they uh lasered both schools uh, logos into the wood piece like you guys have mentioned And then the creator's usernames are all etched on it as well. They're Reddit usernames. Uh, so that was pretty cool as well. Hmm. Oh,
0: and I'm this out. took I'm laughing so much. <laughs> uh, th- That's how so we felt. I feel yeah. like <laughs> I could just picture Pearson like, hey man, better take it serious here. Remember those kids that got kicked out by the grandma.
1: So this was uh the is that build how
0: the chair started? Like grandma kicked Pearson and the other guy out of the church and broke a chair with their back. It's like, well, we use this one for the trophy.
1: <laughs> could have been. Um so, just use it as a mold. Yeah. The build itself took about 40 hours in total to make. And it was made in a wood shop on the Nebraska Innovation Campus in Lincoln.
2: So during COVID, I built some outdoor furniture. I built a couple of chairs, a sectional couch. You, you guys are aware. Each of those pieces took me about maybe a day, depending on the size of each one. For what do you say? You said 40 hours. Yeah. That's a good amount of time to build one chair. So that just shows, and I'm, I'm, Applauding them, he put a lot of time into this chair to make sure that it was done well and it was accurate and that it was professionally or it was done well. So just to give him some some credit.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely looks great. And this story continues with a really cool part uh, that I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, but why don't we take one more quick break uh, before we finish up this episode and we'll get to this really cool section? Sound good, guys?
0: Yeah, let me sounds get, good. Let me get the giggles. <laughs> Uh, we
1: will be right back welcome back everyone uh you guys pour plenty of drinks again or you guys not me i ran out out. Oh, oh you ran out
2: yep back to water
1: mike you popped the shirt off it looks like showing the guns for the rest of the uh or have you always had a tank top on? Oh no, yeah, I've always had a tank top <laughs> on the whole time. I could have sworn you had sleeves on. I guess I'm just now <laughs> looking out at of you.
0: Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I was laughing so much, I just popped right out of them.
1: Yeah, you, you, you good? You good with the laughing fit?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh nope, there we I go. We passed it on me. to him. <laughs> Twenty years ago.
0: I, was just picturing, uh, I mean, I, it was funny for me in general. Just thinking about. Two people had in this conversation in church. And then (laughs) in your story, oh, boy, this is a good drink.
1: I mean, let's be honest, though. I mean, sometimes, you know, you need a little side conversation in church. Just saying. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Tell that to the Lord.
1: I I do sometimes. He's sometimes my side conversation, you know, just talking to the Lord about my bets that day. (laughs) All right. So getting back to the story, uh, I said that the after the um the carpenter uh, mr Peterson uh created the current day trophy uh the original uh, creators wanted to do something cool uh, so the the creators wanted the chair to be more than just a new trophy uh one of the uh, creators said uh quotes we wanted to go with something that would benefit others instead of just slapping company names on it so, we felt that if we could get donations for these great causes, that would bring a little attention to it and add a little validity to it as well. So, now there's an annual Chair IT fundraiser associated with the trophy that raises money for two nonprofits that are associated with each university. So, the first nonprofit is Team Jack which raises money to fund pediatric brain cancer research and work to create awareness uh, for the disease and is named after Jack Hoffman, a cancer survivor and a Nebraska fan. Uh, And I think if you guys all remember, they had a really cool video of him on ESPN uh, of him having that uh, touchdown run during, I Mm -hmm. believe it was their spring practice, uh, which was pretty cool. And the other proceeds go to the University of Minnesota's uh, Masonic Children's Hospital which is pretty cool as well. So the winning team's charity gets to host the trophy on a yearly basis, which kind of, you know, brings it a full circle full circle for them. And in 2017, the first year that they did this, uh, the charity raised $7,300 uh, and the money split evenly between the two organizations, regardless of if um, one gets more than the other. Uh, so I just want to say, I think this is really awesome. Uh, We are going to be supporting both causes this year, uh, and we will make sure to uh, provide uh, the information in our upcoming posts and on our Instagram page so that you guys uh, can also um, support them if you want to. We strongly encourage it. Um, And this is kind of something that's near and dear to us. I I don't know, Joe, if you kind of want to talk through uh, your experience. Sure.
2: Sure. Uh, Yeah. So team, team Jack foundation um, has a big, pretty big meaning to me um, as someone who had a brain tumor. Um, I've had multiple three surgeries for it from middle school, going into high school. Um, I had a cancerous brain tumor. I'm now cancer free, Uh, have been for years since then. So very, very lucky, very, uh, um, very, uh, I guess, blessed to be, you know, in a position where I didn't have to uh, necessarily go through chemo or go through different things that a lot of kids or even people have to do. So, uh, just very uh, you know lucky that I I went through what I did, but um, haven't been through it in a while. And just looking back, though, this is a big uh, big organization that means a lot to me. And as I watch college football every year, it's something that pops up, uh, especially with Nebraska games. It's something that pops up every year, and it's super important. So I think. Um, one of the big things with team Jack is that you get players that get involved and even into the pros, I know there's, there's NFL players who still follow team Jack and still promote it and still donate to it. Um, and it just becomes, you know, a thing, something that they can donate to in the bigger cause that team Jack, I kind of compare it to the sports world, uh, St. Jude's where they fight childhood cancer and not necessarily fight, but look, up, they try and research and try and find a cure or try and help in any way they can. And I think part of it is um, even if you look on their website, it shows that over the last 30 years that brain cancer in in children has become the deadliest childhood cancer, uh, overtaking leukemia as the number one uh, cancer that you know kids get and that ultimately kills them. So I think this is something that's super important that we should look into and to support. So I think I, I like that we're supporting it. And this game, this rivalry, this game, this, this trophy just means that much more coming from the fans and that they were able to take on a charity of like this, uh, like this meaning and that it just helps with the kids. So I think that's super important. So something that I'm very interested in and, and looking forward to donate to and glad that we could talk about it.
0: Yeah. And whenever we share out, um, on social media and everything, um, you know, let us know if you donate to like, please respond and, and we'll, you know, repost people who donate and everything. And uh, if you respond to we'll we'll match, uh, you know, so, some portion of the donation too, hopefully, um, you know, we can get a lot uh, so that we can, we can match a lot. If it's like a hundred thousand people that respond, that would be a little bit much. We might have to take a look at how we're going <laughs> to the amount of match that we'd give based on that. But um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely do something uh, for everyone that, uh, that responds. So we will, um, you know, this is an awesome cause. And, uh, you know, this, I think a cool thing about sports and football too, is that like, you know, there's things that go beyond it sometimes. I think this is one of them. So, um, you know, let's all rally around a good cause here.
1: Yeah, p- please. So when we do post this, uh, even if you have followed us, liked our pages, uh, please make a point, um, to share our post. Uh, talk about this episode even if you uh, don't want to you know uh, share us uh, as a podcast overall with your friends and family um, please at least share this one episode uh, just even if it's for the the um, The charity aspect right the purpose of just shining a light on this great game and the, the charities behind this game uh, so please make sure that uh, when we do have these posts because uh, like I did mention where this game is not happening this weekend so we'll definitely post about it this weekend and then we're going to definitely post about it again leading up to the game uh, so just please make sure you blast this out uh, just uh, for the charity sakes uh, just for the awareness for the overall game yeah. and I will
2: say one other thing that, that I didn't mention I think everyone everybody listening or everybody that I know as somebody that they know that's been affected by this, or someone that's gone through childhood cancer, or, you know, you know, somebody whose cousin or brother or sister has been through something like this. And myself, even not including myself going through it, I have numerous family members, uh, friends with family members who have gone through something like this. So I think it affects everybody and it's it's just a good cause that it really is something that you can you can add to and, and help with uh no matter who you are. Yeah, definitely. Cancer sucks. Yes, yep. it
1: does. Um, okay, guys. Why well, don't we uh, get to our rankings for this trophy? So just a reminder for the listeners, we rank on looks on a scale from one to five, uh, the history of the trophy on a scale from one to five, uh, the rivalry uh, overall on a scale from one to five, and then um, overall, it's just kind of the, whether we put this trophy in a bottom tier, a middle tier, or a top tier. So, Mike, why don't we start with you? What do you think?
0: Oh, Yeah um so <clears throat> i'm gonna say on the looks i i love it it's super unique um i'm gonna say a five for the looks really enjoyed the hell out of this one uh history is also a five for me like anytime you get twitter i'm very big online so uh anytime you get twitter involved uh that's a five um <laughs> just just go back to the golden age of, of twitter and faux i i freaking love it and the whole church thing i just can't get over that too, uh, and then the rivalry overall. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say, given it is uh, so consistent, um, you know, I think I think that's really good. Uh, it, it's a pretty even rivalry, right, EJ?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Minnesota's up by about nine wins, so it's pretty yeah, even.
0: yeah close overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Nebraska and uh, and you know, Nebraska's not as good, but I do love me some PJ Flex. So I'm gonna go with a. Maybe go with a four for the robbery because it is so even and, and man, just, I just love it. I, I love this. And like, I mean, I, you know, so
1: overall, where do you got it?
0: Yeah. I, hi. I love it, man. I love everything about this. Like it was just cool. Like it speaks to me on a number of different levels. I love the social media aspect of it. I love the Twitter played such a big role. And like, I mean, I love that it does go to a good cause. and like the, the community was so involved in, bringing this back and like not only creating the rivalry, but they brought it back and they said, all right, the best thing about the internet, because Twitter is most of the time, Twitter and the internet is an absolute cesspool, but every once in a while you get something really pure and beautiful to come out of it. And that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, if I could call it a very high, I would because I think it's just fantastic. I, I, I love it. it's it's awesome. It's everything that like you know, we should be about as a people. So it's high for me. I loved it. this this was a really great, really great. Um, I, I I had no idea that yeah. it went this deep. so this is awesome. Yeah.
2: Joe. All right, so looks. I'm going to go 4.75, just so I'm not following Mike's. It's pretty cool. Um, The gold plate, uh, a barista built this thing. 40 hours went into it. It's a 4.7. You know what? Let's do five. Let's go five. Yeah, a boy. So it's a five for looks. History. I'm going to go with five just because the history, it came from Twitter. It came from the people. It's a newer rivalry, so it doesn't necessarily have the traditional history. But the way that it came about and the cause uh, that it means that it goes for. I'm giving that a five just because of the meaning of it. The rivalry itself, I'm giving three. It's not. It is close. I like that it's close, and that's why I went three. I was gonna go two, but it, it since it's close, a close rivalry, and it's not necessarily a big. You know, it's not your Alabama Auburn. It's not your Michigan Michigan State. Your Michigan Ohio State. It's not one of those, but I, I do like that it's close. So I'll go three. And then overall, um, it's a top tier. So the charity itself, I think, makes it a top tier. I do, I was a little bit disappointed that I hadn't heard of this one yet. So I'm hoping that it this not necessarily our podcast, but I think uh just over time it will gain more and more popularity. And I think hopefully that will increase the donations and increase, you know, the the word on this trophy. So I uh I like that and I'm riding with Nebraska. Nothing against the Masonic Children's Hospital, but nah, see for go me. Nebraska. Row
0: the boat, Sky Umod, go go first, baby. Let's let's go. Let's go. Maybe we'll do a friendly wager on that and then uh, I will. I absolutely yeah. will.
2: Yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll update on Instagram. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. So uh for me it's uh looks as a four. I think it's uh pretty cool, it's unique. I mean it's a broken chair, um, and it looks cool, like a chair could be pretty lame. Um, But I think that they uh, did a good job uh, and I think both iterations of it was pretty cool. Uh, The history is an easy five, um, just from start to finish Like you guys have mentioned, like the internet being involved and it really being a fan driven um, trophy. And then the fact that they by themselves decided to do uh, to include it uh, for, you know, creating an annual charity. I think that just is really awesome. The rivalry I put at a three and a half, I think, It's really cool, I think, that they had the two distinct eras of dominance between the two. I'm glad that they play every year uh, since 2011 and into the future. Um, uh, I also hope that it becomes uh, pretty competitive uh, because both programs should be better than they are. And hopefully in the future, uh, when they get better, it'll bring more awareness to this game as well. So this is going to be a top tier for me. Uh, This was a top tier similar to Hawk, And I think the thing that really always puts it over the top for me beyond the charity part is just the fact that it's fan driven. uh, So that gets buy in from fan bases, which just ultimately makes
2: it even better. Modern day bowling club guys coming up with a trophy. Right. And this is what you get right and, and the internet
1: then then modern day
2: yeah twitter <laughs> this is like the modern
1: day version yeah. of the Hawk, which is really
0: cool and i do want to note just uh something here i'll I'll share this on social too but this is the first time that we've had fives across the board in a, cat- in a category and also yeah. the first time that we've had highs across the board in the category so yep. uh fives across the board for history as well as it should be and uh high across the board for uh for the tiers so i i love it man it, it's so cool man i it's just
1: and it's one yeah. that surprised me obviously i had never even heard of this um because it is relatively new so when i when i remember looking and, and creating the episode schedule and just you know getting a glimpse at what some of these trophies are obviously i knew the majority of them but there were definitely a handful i had no idea this was one of them and i really didn't know what to expect. And then once I started to get into the history of it, it was just awesome. And I was so excited to be able to uh, share this with you guys.
0: And and that's the cool thing, too, I think, about college football is that, like, when we look at all of these trophies, like, they've all had, like, history throughout the years and, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, we've been going back and forth for so long. Like, you know, some of these trophies go back to World War II and everything. It's like, you know, the fact that this trophy came out recently, like, it's still a sport that, like, is – reinventing itself and, and reinventing its history and i just again love the fact that twitter when twitter comes together and does something good <laughs> it really gets it right and i think it definitely got right this time because most of the time it's an absolute cesspool of hate and vitriol towards other people and uh but every once in a
2: while man they get right and they sure did here so i love it
1: so just a reminder here oh joe go ahead you're yeah i just
2: on. got uh, and this might be where you're going. Uh, just a plug for TeamJackFoundation.org is t- if you want to go to donate to Team Jack. And then uh, I believe the other one is Crowdfund.umn.edu for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. And,
0: so, And if you look in the episode description, I'll include both those links if I can. I assume so, I can. Yeah. And, then and I'll include it in our social too.
2: So there's there's also a site, and, and I'm I, sorry, EJ, if I'm stepping on your toes, there's oh, a uh, rivalry um, there's the return of the $5 bit broken trophy charity page. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can yep. go on brokenchairtrophy.com and you can yep. donate to it. There's links on there to both donate for the Huskers and donate for the Gophers. So, um, if you have any confusion or you're trying to look, if you want to check out both of them, there's information on there and you can click to donate.
1: Yeah, if you go through the website, I'm sure that they'll they'll realize that it's uh, the awareness was brought through the game. So that could be a cool way. And it's an easy way to find um both links. Um yeah, that
2: was perfect. The only other thing Yeah, I we'll post gonna... on Instagram. So if, if you have any questions, hit us up and uh yeah. it should be up there. Let
1: us know. And the only other thing I was gonna say is uh just a reminder, this game will not be played this weekend. It will actually be played on October 16th in a couple of weeks, but we will make sure to um remind the listeners that and have a preview of the actual game uh mm-hmm. when we do that week's episode uh which i believe is going to be the old press spittoon
0: and and again guys like send us if you donate because of this like send to us like guys we should talk about this like i don't know what we should do but we should track the donations somehow sure. and like do something because we have a couple weeks you know until the two and a half weeks like left. yeah yep just keep sending them in and let's, let's keep tracking. I don't know. We'll do something cool. Like if you, uh, since then donate to us, maybe we'll pick some, someone random and I don't know, I'll I'll send some swag or a hat or something like that. We do have
1: some, some merch coming, uh, coming soon. We, we have talked about it. Time Um, to get active
2: active on social media and you might be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. We have some pretty
1: cool, um, merch coming soon.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take that offline. We'll circle back on that. And uh, yeah, we're on a zoom call. So we, you have to say circle back and take it offline. Uh, but we will do that and we'll figure out we'll do something really cool um, for, for, you know, someone who donates. So please, please do.
1: For sure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. So follow us on Instagram at whiskers that whiskeys, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to check out uh, our Saturday AM betting posts and please send us your favorite bets for the weekend. Uh, always remember sharing is caring, folks. Sharing is caring. So join us next week for a must-listen episode as we dive into a trophy that is near and dear to Joe and I's heart, the Paul Bunyan
2: Trophy.
1: From Mike and Joe, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys.